to another great episode of Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. My name is Brent Brain. I'm the host. I have Tom Pogson joining me today on the podcast. Hello, Tom, and welcome back as usual. It's always a fantastic pleasure to having you on the show. And we're going to talk about basic income. And imagine just giving people just that, that money that they need to buy what they need in life. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it's... Um... It's imagine all the money, money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> living in we people's wallets. I'm gonna do something different. Here we go. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I had this whole yeah. idea planned. Um, since I since this is since it's gonna be a musical thing anyway, did you sure. let's see, does that work or is it mean to be lower? What? Okay. And everyone listening to today's episode, yeah, we always spice things original up. Original and then a non-original. Yeah. We're, we're not really even having a show today. It's just uh <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a live with Tom Poxon. Yeah, unplugged. Yeah. Unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah, <laughs> Islands, 
Now before we, we <laughs> before we went live though, yeah, we, we have to tell people that we were doing at the Coca Coca <laughs> Cabana. I don't know the right? yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So yeah, um, before I also start, of course, I want to um, pay tribute to Senator Hugh Siegel, who unfortunately our movement lost in the last. Um, week or so yeah it was about a week ago or so yeah and he like, he like from even his political opponents like because he was a you know conservative senator um former cabinet minister brian maroney he was also an educator um but his he called even his political opponents called him the happy warrior and he was somebody who like it was the politics that he would do it, it, it wasn't it didn't it it wasn't personal. Like it was like it was like let's debate and then we can go for a beer after. Like it it was mm -hmm. it was amazing from every everything I've heard. I've unfortunately never met the man, but um yeah he was like the longest running advocate for basic income in Canada. Um he has a book mm -hmm. out, out which has been out for ages called um um bootstraps need boots one lord one lonely Tories fight to end poverty in Canada, and yeah he was you know he was advocating for it back when the Crow Report happened in 1971 and. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons I also started with that piece, so that's, I'm kind of making, I'm putting together this project called the commons um, and which is based on the idea of the commons. And it's also, <clears throat> it's almost like being here um, kind of speaking on behalf of who I've learned from was guy standing that the, the reason for basic income comes back to people like Thomas Paine and that ethical argument for basic income, as opposed to like, you know, we'll need it someday. Or automation. I don't know. Is automation really coming? It's like yeah. it's actually something that goes beyond that. It's it's and, already here. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is already in Canada. We but then have pe people do this, and they're like, no. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah, like it. Don't it's, show me that. <laughs> but it's like, um, as Payne said, or ex tried explained in his book, Agrarian Justice. We enclose the commons. You know that we people had like this. Um, where is it? Right here. <laughs> this I actually printed this out, and I was so weird that I actually read it out in Beacon Hill Park, uh, which is on my oh. channel. Um, but it's it's called the. This is the original. Originally, it was called the Chart of the. Oh, it is the Chart of the Forest. Which I don't know if you can see that. It kind of looks like that. Oh wow! Oh wow! It's actually really beautiful. So cool. I'd love to get a, a color copy of it and like put it somewhere because it's mm -hmm. actually a very beautiful looking thing. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's of course it's written in old English from 1217, which accompanied mm -hmm. the second ceiling of the Magna Carta. So mm -hmm. when you read it out loud, people go, "What? <laughs> where but, for where for art thou?" Yeah, <laughs> like they use words that aren't used anymore, like mull and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but like section three, um, all woods made forest by King Richard our uncle or by King John our father up to the time of the first coronation shall be immediately disforested unless it be our immense wood. What and there's other parts like that in there, which it's basically the, when the, when the land was forested, it's got, it's got nothing to do with like deforestation. <laughs> it was that the lands were then taken by the crown away from the commoners. That charter gave the commoners the commons back, and essentially, Guy Standing traces that back as being like the first kind of basic income because it gave people the right to subsistence in the commons. 
people could hunt there people could like look for it like mall they could look for things they needed like for their housing or for whatever they mm. could uh, they could encamp there <clears throat> yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is why i read it in beacon hill park because of course everyone was pushed out of the park yeah and um and so yeah like this like the original land belonged to everyone which is which is the point that um you know um uh, woody guthrie was making in his song and the first one was liberté egalité fraternité which is it's going back to that kind of guy guy address this it's like that belief of the rights of man that um it was kind of that that came out in the french revolution where they were trying to see a more progressive politics and looking to a, a politics of as he says a politics of paradise as opposed to going the other direction and looking mm. for a, a better foundation where basic income is just the anchor it's not a panacea it's just the anchor which then we can put other things on top of like maybe here's the basic income and a um hopefully good version of the cdb then sits on yeah. top of that <laughs> yeah. so that a person like you know they're they they, they at least like a, a, a friend of mine from twitter um mrs Diva, she was like i tried for ages to get onto disability but they wouldn't believe me because i have a hidden disability so this makes it so the okay you're at least off the hot coals and then if you're able to get onto disability then you get that as well we also have we also need health care other things as well, like maybe subsidized transit, subsidized pharma care, um, um, uh, you know, make it so that, you know, eyes and teeth are part of the human body when it comes to healthcare. <laughs> you know? They are? One would think, oh, amazing. They are? They are. They are. <laughs> but um, yeah, and so basic income is like, we enclose, it's like we, we as Carl Weidecker said, we enclose the commons. We said, well, you can't have these resources until you we do as we say. And it's like basic income goes, no, we're giving you the commons back in the form of like, now you have the resources to survive again. And then we can also, and like there's like Commonwealth Canada, it's all about the different kinds of commons, social economic commons and stuff, and how so much of what we've done has been built together. It's almost like, when it comes to technology, it's almost like we're working ourselves out of a job. So not having a basic income is actually kind of insane because <laughs> we're literally made, we're literally like, that's what's as Victor Schwetz, another kind of hero of mine has explained. We've had these two twin hurricanes in 71, financialization and technology that have taken wages and just it's very slowly, mm -hmm. eventually they're going to hit this number and no yeah. one gets ahead of that. So it's like, instead yeah. of people having to run faster and faster, and faster it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's put yep. down this mechanism that makes it so you're at least okay. And then you can decide what to yep. do, especially when like, I have to address it as well, like all the fires, like now Kelowna's in danger. Yeah. The Northwest yeah. Territories, Northwest Territories. Like, I mean, I had like this oh, vision of the future yeah, of like, we're all going to have to eventually go to the North. Well, apparently not the North. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The yeah. South, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, And so people need the ability to not only like be able to, you know, try to do things to not end up in these situations but also if these situations do have do happen then we can adjust to it there's there's money to you know to to, to escape to, to you know if, if you have to leave you got money for that hotel you got money for oh god i left i make my, my medication it's oh i can i can go buy some like all these other little externalities you know like if you have to like if if, you, if i had to like rush out of this house i'd be like oh i forgot my fretless or something i'd be like oh damn i didn't get I didn't get CCs. Um, oh, shit. I didn't. I didn't get like my loved ones. Um, whatever. Like you know. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it comes down to autonomy, Tom. Yeah. Like it's well, really making decisions that are that the person wants to make for themselves. Yeah, having yeah. That, that income that you know that that threshold. Yeah, well, this I think one if, of the places the right actually jump right on board basic income because it's yeah. like it, as opposed to the kind of government bureaucracy of you you yeah. should have this. We yeah. say no, no, no. You yeah. decide. And like as a person with uh, like my loved one, she has di- you know diabetes and she has other uh, you know, sodium intolerance and things. I have IBS CD that's so aggressive. I eat the wrong thing. I can't leave this house for 12 hours. <laughs> you know, yeah. All these yeah. things to say, here's some free food. I'm like, I wonder if I can eat it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally it's, it's far better well, for me to have the money to go. Uh, I need two of these, three of these. Do you have any of these? Which is a very kind of conservative thing of like less, less government, less bureaucracy. Great. You know? Yeah. And well, that's also an upstream savings. So. You've made, you, you just hit the nail on the head there though. Cause that's what I was going to mention. And uh, I think I've actually told you this before in a, in a previous show that you were on is yeah. I wonder if the apprehension of, of bringing these uh, basic in- incomes to uh, light is the fact yeah. that they will be getting rid of bureaucracy. Yeah. I think the government yep. wants the bureaucracy, yes. right? <laughs> there are certain people that want these things to be, in they place. want it to be top heavy. Yeah. They, they want it yeah. to be, you know, yeah. give, give us the fat and yeah. all of the, crap and bureaucracy they can't, they can't do some of the they they they, kind of they want it when the cello talks about in their book tyranny of kindness yeah like, they can't do that stuff if that's in place and people yeah. that are you know a horrible and abusive to workers they i mean they come straight at me like what do you mean abusive it's like <laughs> you're one of them aren't you it's like <laughs> you can't do that stuff if people have like this is the reason that's like unions should be 100 behind this because the ability to unionize comes from the courage to go yes i'm gonna stand up and be counted and that floor it's like um i really love how scott explained it it's like scott santons which is that the union idea is like one stick is easy to break but a bunch of sticks is hard to break well basic Mm -hmm. income makes us into a bunch of iron rods it's like (laughs) impossible to break because each person has their own individual strike funds and people security they look for more security Mm -hmm. people don't go no that's enough for security fuck it like i don't need it remember that line there uh, neil Bigger, stronger. We can rebuild him. Uh, we can rebuild. <laughs> we have the technology better than it was before. Better, faster, stronger. stronger. And the only reason I know that is because I was a, such a huge fan of that show. What show is that? Uh, the Bionic Man, the, the yeah, I never said that's six, why I don't. I six million dollar man. It was the greatest oh, show ever. Man, right. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's right. Don't make me angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah, <laughs> there was that Bill, article. Uh, uh, article. Bill Bixby. Yeah, that's right. Bill Bixby. Yeah. yeah. There was that um interview I just listened to recently with um Mo Gadot. I think I, I think I might. I don't know if I put that on and one of my playlists or whatever maybe but um he's talking about like he's former google executive and mm-hmm. he was saying how like the situation with ai is it's like it's worrying but it's it's only worrying if if we like we we need to take it seriously we need whatever but one of the things with it is it is ai is learning from us it's learning from us on you know on these things yeah. and so if it sees us all hating each other and angry and whatever it thinks oh yeah. i guess that's how we do stuff it's like it's yeah. like it's like AI has six is AI has eight billion parents, you know? Yeah. And so and that stuff create a better that stuff society, freaks the shit works. out of me too. 
I know right. because the, the devices actually listen. They, uh, yeah. I know one day um, I was watching, I was watching a program. I don't know what was going on. I started laughing. I can't recall what it was, but all of a sudden here's, I, I, I don't understand. I'm like, what? I'm like, my phone <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, says, no, I'll, I'll be in there. That? We have a, we have a, um, an older, like, what was it? Google thing. It's that little white one. That's, that's yeah. Oh yeah. The speaker. Yeah. Google yeah. speaker. And it's yeah. like, Sorry, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I didn't even ask you. <laughs> That's scary, though, because it monitors what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how much data is that recording? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, we, we carry these with us and like, yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, it's like, how much data? It's like, it's like, yeah, what, what? Basic income? What? Basic income? <laughs> yeah. I understand. I'm computing. <laughs> It will help how many people. Yeah. There's, there's also like um um oh, the book's way over there. There's a book that I keep I keep getting out. Guy Standing's book. Um, Guy Standing fan, as, as everyone knows. But uh, this book, the Precariat Charter, which is sequel to the Precariat, and he talks about utilitarianism and how the the situation with charity is so flawed and so much of everything it comes from like the beginning. Like it's been these arguments around for centuries. But then Reagan kind of brought them back again. You know, here, here's a lefty dunking on Reagan. But the, the mm -hmm. welfare queen thing is kind of that thing that started that ramp towards like more neoliberalism and so forth of demon utilitarianism, where you're you're favoring the majority over the minority. It's like favoring. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's almost like that streetcar thing where it's like you can hit oh, the yeah. six people or you can hit the one person. And I'm like, <laughs> is there anyone on that streetcar? No. Great. You know, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, to me, that's what basic income does. But, and some people don't like that. Like literally that was the problem in the seventies with yeah. some of the conservatives who didn't like Richard Nixon's really toned down thing called the family assistance plan, which was a basic mm -hmm. income but for families. They didn't like the fact that it was like, um, what was it called? Um, it would, uh, symbolic pollution where it, it's mm -hmm. like, it would take deserving poor, undeserving poor and working poor and get rid of all those phrases. It would just be mm. everyone. And so I just didn't like that idea. And it's like that welfare queen thing is based on an actual person who there's no way in, wor in the world anyone could call that person lazy. <laughs> I think her name <laughs> was Lindsay Taylor. She was a criminal. She was a killer. And she was on just a, a revenge rampage because she grew up in you know the deep south as a mixed color person. So she grew up with everyone angry at her just for being and so she just like that's why she had all these different identities and she probably did have some there was probably fraud involved but it's because she was on the run for like decades causing all kinds of mayhem so like like <laughs> one thing you can't say about taylor was that she was lazy and then this kind of you know um um what's it? reagan used that as kind of oh look this is what they do and it's like no i mean like there's there's always a you know a, a, like one percent of people who you know are up who try to game the system, but most people on the system are fucking scared to do anything. Like this is the point that a, an American disabled person um, who is fighting for basic income said. It's like you finally get through all these burning hoops, and then you're like, "Don't move." Well, that's not what we want people to do, you know. Like, yeah. 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 Like, under, the, uh, under the ADA, uh, yeah, yeah, the, um, the U.S. Uh, Disability uh, Association. Yeah. 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 It's like you, you actually made another good point uh, there, Tom. It's you get through all those hoops, and it's like 
as you're going through hoops, you're like in a smaller and smaller and smaller box. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, you just get funneled and funneled and funneled and funneled until, like you said, there's there's no room to go anywhere. You're just like, yeah. like this. It's like yeah. they just keep squeezing you in more and more. And, yeah. and you get to a breaking point, right? It's like yeah. they, are, they already have those uh, rules in place, like don't leave the province for more than 30 days and yeah, that's it, empty right. your pockets. Yeah. And oh, like, no, you can't go. <laughs> and and de please, like, declare, on the please, de one. please declare the last time you were in jail and all this kind yeah. of, you know, it's all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, like Guy talks about like workers looking under bed for under beds for how many pairs of slippers there are. It's like, okay, like this is a situation that I have where like it's so annoying. My loved one has um you know, this challenge is beyond just her original disability is um fetal alcohol, but she has all the, all these other things. And so I've had to like sometimes leave work, come back, help, and then go back to work. I've had situations where like something has happened within 30 minutes of me getting to work and it's like, and then, you know, I'm like, but we try to be careful. So like, you know, work, workers like, you know, who I'm, I'm roommate. Um, and, but it's like, and she's, we're, we're listening to this person talk. Like I'm the helpful roommate. And it's like, um, you know, a, what, did, does she have a home care worker, a home support worker? And it's like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. like that, it's like the basic income alarm in me is like blaring in my ears you know it's yeah like, yeah it's yeah like, this is exactly the kind of thing like i mean like there was an example that scott made where like or like i don't know if this is real but maybe it is but like you'd have these two women who both need to work because that's what you know we have this thing about jobs everyone has to be working so mm -hmm. and they both have kids so what do yeah. they do for work babysit each other's kids oh for yeah, you know? oh. <laughs> yeah. Just, well i mean <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you a real world example that ha happened to me tom yeah. and i mean i've told this story before i don't know if you remember uh brent um mm. you know back when i first started this whole thing about the clawback you know yeah. the, my uh first yeah. wife uh yeah. passed away and and so i got the the survivor's pension clawback right well um so then the uh ministry of children and families got involved and yeah. they said well you know um we will give you because I they were clawing back over seven hundred dollars of my pension at the time, yeah. the survivor's pension, um, the uh, social development ministry, I should say, yeah. and then so, but then the uh, ministry of children and families got involved and said, well, they said, well, you know what, we we will give you seven hundred dollars. I think it was actually eight hundred dollars of support every month if you allow another person to babysit your son. What? And I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. That that the Ministry of Children and Families will give me eight hundred dollars to somebody else. Yeah. But you won't you won't give me the support. The actual parent that yeah. wants to stay home and yes. look after their son. Yes. Exactly. It's like they're, they're like, fuck that. We can't yeah. we can't have we can't have the actual it's parent that wants like, to stay like, home and look God. after this." So it's like we'll give eight hundred dollars to a stranger to look after your son, but fuck, we weren't we were not going to give you eight hundred dollars so you can look after your own son. Screw that. Yeah, it's this. I like, mean, sorry for like, for swearing, but that, that's fine. It's okay. just so it, stupid, it's right? Like David, David, the late, a great and amazing David Graeber said it. It's like, it's like, it's like jobs have become seen as a good in and of themselves. Like there is so like he wrote a book called Bullshit Jobs, which is absolutely. I mean, it, it advocates for basic income, but it's absolutely worth listening to. Where or reading. And I, I put I shouted it out. But um, as you said, like 37% of British workers believe they have a job 
that they think doesn't need to exist. You know, it's like, as you said, it's like, I'd be in, a, I'd be in parties with, I'd be at a party with people or whatever. And, and they'd be like, oh, you're an anthropologist. What's that like? You know, you get to go to other countries and, and I'd be like, well, what, what do you do? And they, they're like, ah, I, I got this job. I'm, I'm the senior Southwest representative of the, I don't really do anything, you know, like a, <laughs> a computer could do this whole thing or whatever. But, but, um, you know, and it's like, how often, and so he's like, he started asking like, how often how, do you actually do anything at your job? How often do you think you really work? And well, to be honest, I, I, I probably do that like a couple hours, like a week, but I stretch it out. You know, don't tell my boss, but you know, a computer could do the whole thing. And it's, it's, it's like, he started digging into it and he created this email account called like, do I have a bullshit job? And he, had, it was like a confessional. People were like emailing him like crazy. So he built this book from that. And, um, and so you have that, you have the, all the people that work for those bullshit jobs. And then you also have four day work weeks. But of course, as like I'm a cleaner, there's other people that work in you know, cafes and whatever. Well, if everyone, let's say everyone, let's say everyone takes off Friday, well, then all of us have to work more because <laughs> we have to make yeah. up that difference because yeah. we've just lost Fridays, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, it's but like, you know, what's, but you know, what's frustrating is yeah. the uh, the government gives all this money rather than giving it to the recipients, right? Yeah. They give all this money to all these charities, all these yeah. corporations, and they say, "Oh, look what we're doing." Yeah. Well, people will say, "Well." put the money in our pockets so we can better utilize the money, put it back into the economy. Oh, no, no, you need to go here or help because these re- other organizations are going to represent you and their best interest. Yeah, yeah their best interest. Yeah. Not your- it, even, if, even if they're nice guys, like this is the point Teresa makes, even if they're nice guys, let's say it's, let's say it's a food bank and it's mostly volunteers, it's still not as effective. Automatically. Yeah, yeah. If you're a food bank, you're probably lo- located downtown. So you've got a high, you know, you got high rent, whether it's donated or not, you still have high rent. You oh, can yeah. have a situation like your boiler breaks. Well, we have to, you know, like yeah. <laughs> all these things. And as she explained, let's say you have a dollar fifty head of lettuce. What, from that dollar fifty head of lettuce, which doesn't happen, most food banks have been to anyway. But <laughs> 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 leaves the leaves the you know save on food whatever brown. hits them and then gets to the person. By the time it's done that, it's an eight dollar head of lettuce. Why not just give the person the eight dollars? <laughs> well, yeah. Not only that, but I mean, let's let's be uh, you know, let's recognize that most people that have uh, disabilities, yeah, have mobility challenges, right? Yes. And if yeah. you have a mobility challenge, how easy it is it to hop on a bus, yes. cart back a bunch <laughs> of bags, <laughs> like eight bags oh. of groceries, yeah, bring them back on a bus, I'm like. Like so that's what that's why I don't do it. Yeah, but what I, they, I yeah. can't. No, I can't pass. go to the food bank and do that. No, yeah, but no, we've no. already opted out of the bus pass. Then, then and, you, and I've opted out of the I, bus pass because that's bullshit too. So I've opted out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the, so <laughs> that's another you. reason why I don't I don't go and do that because I yeah. you know that's another candy, part candy that's dart. Well, I might be able to go this week if I schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah. tell me two weeks in advance, and then maybe. Oh, yeah, the other days, part that's yeah. frustrating on on the on that pass is that yeah. later in the month you decide, oh, I actually need to do more transportation. Well, now you've already opted out. Too late. You got to wait to the next month. Next yeah. month, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's it's uh, that's so uh, corny how they just got rid of it. Oh, the, the computer system, it uh, they dismantled it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they dismantled the computer system that operates the bus pass program. Yeah. But hey, but senior Michelle Stillwell's yeah. finest hour was yeah. uh, was that. I think that was on your show. And, and, about I, like the, the, the government that. computers, and they're like really, really quite old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and 
And I bumped into I bumped into her be spending on. Yeah. You know, Tom, I, I bumped into the minister back uh, years ago and I said, yeah. So why why did you why did you dismantle it? Well, I you know, I wasn't the one who dismantled it. It was the current government. I said, but you're the one who actually signed off on it because it was equity in the system. I said, equity for who? A handful of people, like five or six people that changed the whole system. Yeah. Just as like, right. But the thing is, is that extra $52 in your pocket? I go, yeah. So you just go to the grocery store, poof, one, one time. But how do you go and buy those groceries if you've opted yeah. out of the bus pass? Right. It was literally, it was literally five to six people that were complaining, right? Yeah. yeah. Like quite literally, like honest, you know, honest yeah. five to six people that were complaining. So you're quite right. I mean, they, they, they blew up the entire system because five to six people were complaining and saying these five or six people are complaining. So we're going to blow everything up and, and, uh, you know, discredit like 99.9% .9 of the population and, right. and say, too. yeah. 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 And, and and the and the people who basically uh, were lived in a rural area, they didn't actually have a bus pass. They had a special transportation mm -hmm. subsidy amount, and I can't recall how much. I think it was like almost seven hundred dollars or something per year. Yeah. So they would actually have that lump sum. They could use it to go and buy insurance for their vehicle. The mm -hmm. government took that away. They took all the other recipients' uh, uh, bus passes away, but said, "Here, everybody's going to have fifty-two dollars." Well, those same recipients in those rural areas, maybe they used as a lump sum to go and buy their insurance. What are they going to do? Use $52 towards <laughs> my insurance every month? Well, it would take you, uh, what, over a year equivalent to basically yeah. have the same thing. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Is this so Like the one I learned about yesterday, the, the, the $75. The $75. Yeah, I didn't know that either. $75. I'm like, what's that for? When Bylaw sweeps your tent, you, you got a couple more yeah. tents in reserve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw that on their site one day. I was uh, I had one of the other uh, advocates was asking me about rates. And uh, and I, Joseph was actually asking me how it triggered it off. And I had come across it. And he said, like, what are the current rates in BC? He was doing a comparison. And yeah. so and I said, okay. So I was going through it. I'm like, what's this $75? Like, I didn't even know that it was there under the shelter. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what the hell? How, how can you rent? You can't rent for five hundred dollars, <laughs> little yeah. seventy-five. Mm -hmm. You know what are you going to give? Can't get, that, that's not one night at a hotel room. I've checked this. I mean, I checked this out a few years ago, and one night in a yeah. hotel room in Victoria is like hundred and something. I mean, maybe depending on the room, hundred forty, hundred fifty, like on gorge somewhere. But a lot of those have been changed into other things. And if it's seventy-five, oh, anyway. I kind of wonder what kind of condition it's in. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, mm. I'll be scratching um, after the time I leave out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Get one of those um, blue, get one know, of those blue lights to look for stains yeah. on the stains on the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, what's that? Uh, oh, I, yeah. I had my seventy-five dollars. Oh, <laughs> from the office. It's like, it's like, what was it? What? Oh, what is? What is? Yeah, they were playing with the blue light in the ho in the hotel, and then they turn onto the bed, and like, it's like, it's like urine, semen, or something. Blood. Yeah. God, I hope it's urine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I remember there was a um, segment I used to watch on TV. They uh, pulled it. Uh, it was called Hotel Hell. Yeah. And it was Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to love that segment. But he'd go around with these low lights. And, <laughs> Blue light, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the conditions, though. I mean, $75. Yeah. I mean, $500, like I said the other day uh, on my show, um, yeah. just to kind of recap that one little part was you can't rent for 75 You can't rent for 500 and that $500, folks, anyone listening to it, 
that was the that's it only got that five hundred dollars the one hundred twenty five dollar increase if yeah. only if you had your rent and go up. So if your rent never went up, and I don't know if what landlord wouldn't put your rent up above three seventy five. I mean, frozen for sixteen years. But hey, mm-hmm. guess what? We give you one hundred twenty five. But you have to prove that your rent went up based on the information that the ministry has on file. Yeah. But not everybody got that one hundred twenty five dollar increase. So say they all did. All bonus, the ones in um, subsidized housing, great. But the ones in market housing, well, yeah, you just basically give it to the landlord if you had, you know, a couple of rent increases and they hadn't increased anything in two years, yeah. which happened to me. I had two rent increases. So I'm going, okay, so now I guess I recoup a little bit of that money. Right. You know, so you go to the yeah. store and it boof. But <laughs> you can't rent on a whole check for that amount. Last time I checked, rent in Victoria alone is well over $2,000 now for one bedroom. Yeah. I Thank just. Three thousand, four thousand for two. Yeah, and yeah. I just saw an article posted that was on Twitter. I think uh, that Ravi Cohen is looking at what the uh, cap on the next rental increase is going to be. Oh, <laughs> so because uh, we all oh. know that rental yeah. uh, rent increase is coming, and he's so he's working on the caps for that. Right. Oh, maybe he's going to tie uh, tie the, uh, the the rent to the uh, to the unit. Yeah. Well, like when it comes to basic income and the subject of rent, like a, there's a conversation around like will rents increase, which is the whole it thing should. itself. But also, like um, a lot of this comes from financialization and you know rental capitalism itself, which came from years and years of developing in that direction. And as Guy explains his book, um, um, corruption of capitalism. But um, it's like you have. The, the, the danger is like, oh, we're going to create all this housing. Well, what stops them from going, oh, great, new new, <laughs> new stuff to invest in. Bang, 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 bang. You know, mm-hmm. so what we have to have is like, I mean, Commonwealth Canada goes over this with land value taxes, but things to go after that kind of activity so that it actually stops becoming, uh, you know, something to invest in. It starts becoming actual housing for people. Go after them with things like land value tax, financial transaction tax, other things in the market, like market mechanisms to then create the money, which then can also help people from the other end with basic incomes. And the one thing about basic income, like Yang actually explained this pretty well, which is that uh, landlords are stationary with a basic income. You and your basic income aren't stationary. And so you can go, it goes wherever you go. So if, if a landlord goes, haha, I'm raising it up. Well, maybe, uh, you know, if you, you got the money, maybe you can go somewhere else or you can throw down with some friends on a fixture upper or God knows what else. But it's like there's that as well. And because it's still a market economy, the market economy doesn't stop happening just because a basic income is put in place. And so but also in Canada with 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 a GLBI, that landlord actually wouldn't know unless you volunteered the information, wouldn't know how much money you're getting because <laughs> it could be. 700 it could be 300 it could be the full 2000 it could be 100 depending on right. what your income already is so they're really just taking a chance and the worst thing a landlord could possibly have is piss everyone off enough and people find their way out that he's got a building with no one renting it <laughs> and then yeah. it's like oh shit i shouldn't have done that <laughs> you know you know like um i mean this might be an oversimplification but you know how there's provincial parks and everything i mean yeah. that the provinces own parks and things like that and and yeah. we had things like like uh bc rail and 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 canada mm-hmm. rail and yeah. and uh you know um 
we had BC Transit, like all these things were were provincial entities, right? Yeah. Imagine if the provinces weren't so quick to like get rid of all these entities that they had used to have under their possession. Yeah. Like they could have like all these provinces and and or or the federal government could have could have had all this all this land and as you said to remove the financialization they could have had all this land pockets of land and developed uh buildings that they control the the government's control and then then you've gotten rid of all the financialization you've gotten rid of all the greedy landlords because here is the government that's taking control of their own entities yeah but but you know they're, they're just nickel and just selling things off like oh well it doesn't matter we'll sell this off and and all these other people are 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 capitalizing on you know they're saying oh well now we can turn out turn a profit and you know and yeah, that's that was, that was the whole you know neoliberal kind of move where we <laughs> used to wow. have those things and then when there's this idea the idea was um, people it, like I should state up front the word neoliberal means um, well new liberal but it's like it's not liberal as in liberal party as in Democrats as in left or whatever there's actually t- liberalism is actually two kinds classical liberalism social liberalism social liberalism is essentially the left Ca- uh, classical liberalism is the right so capital li- um, classical liberalism is you know um, Pierre Polivari <laughs> or, or, or whoever whereas social liberalism would be more not even Trudeau really, but maybe Jagmeet, I guess, or or NDP or whatever. Um, when but... you talk, when you're talking Neil, are you talking the Matrix? <laughs> the, the red pill versus the blue pill? <laughs> yeah, I'll show you how I'll, I'll show you how far the rabbit hole really goes. Yeah, 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 it's like from that point onward, it was the commodification, private oh. financial. It was like it was like getting everything out of the way of the market, which included these kinds of public things, these kinds, mm-hmm. you know, like unions and any you know like trying to make trying to whittle public things down until okay it's not really working so we'll privatize it you know and and so the idea the thought was oh um private things will will be more effective because government waste stuff but government is also like i mean too too crazy lefty but but like what like with public funding things can often be far more um, invested in than a private situation where there's all these other kind of market things. And also with healthcare, you don't really want, you know, healthcare to be involved or, or pri- like money and financial and private whatever to be involved in something like healthcare. It's like, you know, you want to make sure that it's- Well, look- and uh, Now the market things aren't messing it around. Who, who is, who's that? Sorry to keep interrupting you, but who's that, uh, who is that- uh, guy that does all the documentaries and he had the one about the uh health care in the states uh what's his name michael robert pardon robert reich uh he... no there's a real famous filmmaker uh michael something. oh michael moore yeah michael, michael moore yeah he had he had a he had a, he had <laughs> a commentary, commentary about the uh the health care in the states and there was there was a guy that uh got two of his fingers amputated yeah. And he only had he only had money enough to reattach one. And yes. so he thought, well, I'll I'll reattach my ring finger. And then they basically tossed his other finger because he didn't he didn't have God, the man. money to get yeah. both fingers attached. So it's like, well, just toss the other one then. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah, Can maybe, you, maybe, I mean maybe that's actually saying, maybe it was <clears throat> pointing you saying, saying, don't do that. 
That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like one one of one of, of his I really like is um um where to invade next, where he shows like there was that one company um oh it's a motorcycle Ducati, where the the CEO is like yes it's like the CEO only makes like a little bit more than his employees. And he's like, hey, come on, you're the CEO. You could be making millions more. You know, like most CEOs make 350 times more than their employees now. He's like, no, nah, I'd like, feel bad. It, it, it'd just be, feel really weird for me to be like driving home in a Ferrari and everyone else is like struggling. I'd, I'd just feel bad about it. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's, that guy's awesome. But so many of the, <clears throat> so many of these ideas that were, are considered like lefty or whatever now, back then it was like America actually kind of like, helped a lot of countries after world war ii and then oh yeah you should have well you know full health care you should have this you should have this and you should have this but then they had their own there was other things that politically happened and so that it couldn't happen over here but it, it like worked really well over there and then there's also i was going somewhere with that other thing i can't remember what, i can't remember what it was now there's um, a there's a really good um documentary that's out there uh, i i'll post it out um this afternoon I encourage yeah. all the, you know, uh, the, basically the viewers uh, watching now or or if you're listening on a podcast um, later, definitely yeah. uh, I have, there's a documentary regarding financialization. It's uh, going back a few <clears throat> years now, but it's still relevant <clears throat> to today's date because it's uh, now has escalated a lot more. It's yeah. uh, <clears throat> who's your landlord? Like, like, you know who your landlord is? I mean, what's happening um, regarding exactly what we talked about financialization, Tom? Um, and it's called Push the Film. It was uh, from a, a guest who I actually had on my show uh, last year, uh, Lalani Farha. She was the UN Rapporteur uh, for Housing. Yeah. Um, she's uh, she is actually involved with push the uh, with the pushback uh, talk. So she does a lot of these uh, uh, discussions. Um, Frederick Gerton, he actually yeah. was the uh, was the director of the documentary. Yeah. And uh, he's actually putting out a new documentary coming up soon. So I find the link, I'll uh, share it. But uh, yeah, I encourage people to watch it. it uh, it's a real eye opener. Um, she went around the world oh. and uh, she's uh, based in uh, Ontario, but she went around the world and she uh, to hold some of the corporate landlords to account because it's displacing people on low income. Uh, people are making good money. And uh, I won't give away a lot of the, the info about the documentary, but uh, there's a part that stood out is like, well, how much, how much more can you pay in rent? He says, I, you know, I, I, I'm, in other words, he's working around the clock. The poor guy says, well, I can only pay uh, X amount of money. And well, what would happen if it went up to so much? Well then, yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Right. Hmm. Um, there was a part, remember there was a, uh, geez, when was it now years ago, the, there was that big uh, hotel fire that was, or that tower that was in Rental. France. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that part's actually in the documentary, oh, and it wow. covered that part in the documentary. Yeah, the people lost their homes. Cheap, now, yeah. was it was it you know who knows why that happened? Yeah, well, there there's reasons, right? So, um, so these corporate landlords, I mean, they you know they'll just flip it out because they want it vacant. Yeah. Why they can jack up the rent now because there's no there's no vacancy control. Now yeah. the government, you know, the government of the day, they say, oh well, no, we've done the rent, we've done rent control. But they haven't done that vacancy control. Yeah. Uh, now I know Acorn Canada is really all over Acorn's this. Acorn's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all over it. They they want to see vacancy control. So when a tenant moves out, so say uh, Sonia and myself, we move out of here. Who knows when? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
our landlord is itching right now. They, they, they want us to move because they want to get $1,750 or even more. Probably by the yeah. time we move, it'll be well over two. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's crazy, right? Yeah. And that kind of ticks them off when people don't move. The landlords are getting mad because they want to make money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and why, like, why one of my um, management, and, and I respect them highly because they're great people, of course. <laughs> uh, but when it comes down to money, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they admitted that sky high is the limit. Like yeah. I said, how high is the rent going to go? As get, high as that. You hear a guy in my head, like, going, they can charge whatever they like. And that's exactly yeah. what they do. Like, like yeah. they, they do things like patent hoovering, some of these things, which is actually, it's, it's a little bit like that guy from, um, um, Oh come on, the movie, um, Pretty Woman, where he he was talking about how yeah, what do, what do I do? I take companies and I sell them for parts. What some of these guys, these giant companies do? They come along, take a company, throw out the employees, throw out the building, throw a get the patents, which each patent yep. gives them a monopoly profit for seventy years, and so they're making billions from these pra- these patents, which then makes them even more powerful, even more able to like take this, and they can just. Uh, like this is the thing these guys come into your town and they could just go like that this is my base. yeah well, um, it's, but, like, but, well yeah, it's like yeah. it's like uh monopoly yeah what they're doing they're playing it like monopoly right now yeah and that's well, actually i mean that's that's the funny thing about land value tax it was actually the game monopoly yeah. was created originally it was a game called the landlord's game with a um, other yeah. rules called oh come on uh, prosperity it was it was created by a, a woman named um Oh, come on. Uh, Georges are hating me right now. <laughs> it was it was based on the writings of Henry George and Lizzie Maggie. That's it. Lizzie Maggie. She made this game in 18 something. And um, the pr- prosperity rules didn't really catch on, but the cutthroat version caught on. And then this guy named um, I can't remember. I can't remember his name, but uh, Darrow, I think. And he's he's he, he based it on his favorite haunt of atlantic city which included mm. boardwalk park place whatever uh, yeah <laughs> he colorized it made it a little bit more poppy and that's what took off but it was actually based on land value tax like if you put that in place then you start to you, you make it so that um like holding onto a vacant lot or not taking care of a building or whatever starts to look a lot less profitable you know as opposed to property tax and one thing i thought is like why not take you know if, you, if, if your property tax in a community or whatever is this much well then, why don't you take a little bit of that and just go? Let's do a one percent land value tax and just see how that works. And it starts working really well. Let's go two percent. Let's try. You know, you know. You know what? There was other versions of Monopoly. There was one that I think it was a Canadian edition, wasn't it? Douglas yeah. Street. <laughs> you had all yeah. the different like Star Wars Monopoly. But you know, and then you blend in the other the game called I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the reasons I took to the subject of rontaism so quickly was because and i can't mention names uh i'm in a band uh i play this instrument here um and uh, and you're, you're not gonna mention that name either yeah well, that's, <laughs> that it's that's a guitar i spend it <laughs> but uh um but the reason ours is, goes to 11 like, these are some of the people we play for so but like it's like our band started by playing a lot of seniors homes and the, mm. the seniors homes that would hire you would typically these higher end seniors homes. And we've had people, I've had people say like, oh, so is this, is this what you do? It's like, well, no, because the seniors homes entertainment budget for like a month is only like sometimes like $150 or maybe $200. Meanwhile, yeah. their tenants are paying, this is years ago, are paying three grand a month. These are seniors yeah. 
more like oh, a yeah. one bedroom. Yeah, and, and even, um, now they're even higher. Like some places make four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, but some of these guys, yeah, they're, they're, they're like these these big like um, seniors homes where they have a whole series of them and they're all connected or whatever. It's like they're owned by somebody in California. So we've had oh, yeah. situations where we we go to get paid or whatever, and we have to wait like a year because they can't be bothered to send the check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, wow. It's, it's like, like, how well are these people being taken care of? Well, they're paying top dollar. And so mm -hmm. I was already kind of used to this idea of like these guys that would from afar just go, buy all that. As they get more powerful, yeah. who can stop them? So it's like... Yeah. It's like when people say, where do we get the money? Those guys, like, you know, <laughs> like that's where well, the money's been flowing up and, to and, the whole and, time. And, and hold the world hostage for one million dollars. <laughs> yeah. One million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you got these corporate, um, the corporate elite companies, and then we've yeah. got satellites, little, um, little offices. Yeah. And we found this out, and I'm not going to say the name of the company because, you know, but... Well, you know, and if we, we went to go rent from one of them, we got the place. Yeah. We sat there and, uh, well, we we're being audited. We we're being audited. Not us, the, the actual company. Right. Uh, audited. I mean, why, why would you tell a potential tenant that you're being audited? Really? Well, what, what's going on here? I'm thinking, well, maybe we better not rent here, right? So uh, what it is that uh, they could now claim with their income tax less because they're a small company individual right. off the bigger company but claim that they're a small little tiny company yeah to you know and that's some shady stuff going on and, I, and that's not the first time i heard that i heard it through my neighbors some of them say well they rented from so-and-so place and i said no that's a big company really oh well they said they were just a small company yeah they don't have to pay all the uh, all the corporate taxes now here's the shocking thing that some people don't realize that some of these big corporate landlords they don't pay tax in canada yeah really yeah. they're like what yeah, yeah. maybe you good. maybe you and yeah. i should start a company right, for pwd <laughs> yeah, yeah. allies yeah and yeah. then we can just start writing off all our lunches and things like that <laughs> yeah 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 that's one of the that's the reason that um that's the reason like uh, we'll, just, we'll just say a business lunch for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's on us hey, don't worry <laughs> yeah tim bits for I had an incorporation a while ago because I was working on a, <laughs> I was working on a film project called Ollie and Emma and some other things. And so we, me and my former co-writer, we had this film project um, and we had a production company. And yeah, you can write off all kinds of like, I, like I've talked to the band about this. It's like, you know, we'd have to kind of go, so yeah, we've been making money. But <laughs> and the whole conversation would be quite interesting with CRA. But once you get going, you can write off this. I don't think, I don't know if you can actually write off food, but you can write off like. Yeah, or for okay, entertainment purposes, if I'm entertaining a client, therefore yeah. you can have yeah. food or whatever. If it's for travel, if it's travel related and, yeah. and the dining dining expense, then yeah, you can. I learned yeah. that through an executive uh, thing. So yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I when I was under an executive, I mean, wow. It's like just keep your receipts and then we'll submit it here. Like here, here's your here's the money. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And then just uh, here keep submitting the receipts to, just to show what you spend and what the remember hell? Do you remember? I used to, yeah, and I used to work for, uh, you know, I used to work for provincial government, uh, if you recall, for like yeah. seven years, and uh, you know, I had to, I had to go over to Victoria a few times, and the first time I went over, 
you remember when walk-ons was like seven bucks yeah it was seven it was seven bucks for a walk-on and so and so um i remember i submitted my receipts it was it was seven bucks times two and it was like i think it was like fifteen dollars for for the lunch on the ferry so it was like you know it was like under thirty dollars and then you go here you go and they're like what they're like what that's it and i'm like yeah and they're like what like they'd never seen something that was like that that small before like what Wow. Well, well, here's well, here's another scenario on that. Um, so I traveled. Um, they, they were expecting me to take a plane back. I was we were going through a uh, seminar, and they wanted me to guess to take a, a flight back. Well, I wanted to do some sightseeing. I wanted to see. Hey, let's take a Greyhound. That's you know, yeah. like get well. Hey, let's go stop in Langley. I stay the night. I mean, the cost of the flight would have actually I'd taken way more than that. So I took a Greyhound, stopped over, stayed the night in Langley. See, you know. Yeah. Checked out the hood and then, oh, looked at the time. Oh, gee, we had a barbecue to go to. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better get down to Vancouver and hurry. Sonia goes, well, how do we get there in a hurry? I go, well, yeah, Translink's not going to get us there in that time. Like, there's just no way. Take the bus, take the Sky Train, and then take the other bus down to West Vancouver, down to Horseshoe Bay. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, my gosh. So I looked at it and I said, well, uh, she was, I don't I, I said, well, leave it in my hands. I talked to the guy at the hotel. He's like, ah, geez, I don't know. I, there's no way you can make it down. I go, I don't know. He goes, I'll call a cab for you. Goes, what are you kidding me? A cab? Yeah. I call the cab company. Well, where are you going? Um, actually, Vancouver. Vancouver. No problem. We'll come <laughs> up right away. It's like, then, then there was an accident on the freeway. Oh, I'm sorry. He says, sorry, man. I, I'm really sorry. I'm stuck in traffic. Nah, don't worry about it. I said, don't worry about it. It's all good. $110. So I gave him like another $10 tip. Here you go. Oh, you're very generous, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Can I help you with your luggage? So I took the seaplane. I took the seaplane right over to Nanaimo. I've been on the seaplane once too. and They're great. Like the idea that you land in water, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's so cool. We got all this whole thing done in the trip and they still came back with like $700. I think I came, or no, almost $700 myself. Sonia came back with like 600 something dollars. And, and they were like, what, how is this? But they were pissed off at me. They were pissed off at me because I spent $110 on a taxi. And I go, how can you be pissed off? Well, you want me to take a freaking plane and it would have used up all my uh, travel expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I came back and I saved them. Like third twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. Wow. You yeah. do that. You know, yeah, and they fed us all of our food expense while we were there. So we didn't have to hardly spend anything and except right. we went and got a pizza and picked up maybe uh, a bottle of wine, you know, a couple yeah. of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had to go to the meeting first thing in the morning, right? And they had yeah. a convention. And I was thinking at the time, I was thinking, wow, you know, imagine if it was a flat amount and everybody actually had that enjoyed life, being able yeah. to do that. And I I was thinking about the basic income kind of concept back then, right? But here's the embarrassing part was poor Sonia. She was not feeling very good in the morning. She was really not feeling good. She overdid it. Uh, (laughs) She wasn't feeling too well in the morning. And and I looked at the time. I go, "Um, Sonia, I go, I'll I'll go down. uh, I'll go and get uh, the coffee downstairs. uh, All you can have is coffee, you know, as much as you want it. Just, yeah. oh, I, I can't have anything right now. I said, no, coffee's going to help you. So anyway, I did. But like, we get there and she's like, well, we showed up and they already had the conference going. And the conference was going where uh, the 
the then premier, which we had just previously, the predecessor, he was giving a, an announcement. Well, we showed up and guess what? We just kind of snuck in the back door and sat down seats behind. Guess what? Guess who saw us right from a distance, right from the stage all the way to the back. <laughs> and he goes like this. Like, I see you. And it's like, well, we're here, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. we talked to him after. I was joking around with him and told him, he goes, ah, hey, as long as you guys had fun. Yeah. You know I mean, and I mean, happy go lucky, but I just, it boggles, it just boggles me when we, when, you know, that the concept is like, they can waste money on other things, yeah. but you come back and you say, well, here, I, I've actually done you guys a favor, giving you money here because I'm being mm -hmm. responsible with money. Yeah. Because yeah. I've always been, you know, I mean, being responsible with money. I mean, you get the most value for your dollar. I mean, that's yeah. what I was brought up. And and that's I mean we we said it before like if you if you give people the money, yeah. people know people know how to spend it. They're not they're not stupid. No, yeah. like and people want to improve their lives. Like that's the yeah, thing. Like yeah. every single pilot is it's almost like it's the low hanging fruit now. Um, and uh, like right now, one of the things I'm we chase into it nicely. Uh, one of the things I'm working on is um it's a um lots of my WordPress site, and the current one I'm working on is. On the sub, it's actually kind of a subject close to my heart. Being a musician who is inspired by the British rock scene, is how so many artists in from England had used the dole as a kind of not great basic income, but a basic income. They they, they didn't harass you that much, so mm -hmm. people you know it was like it was enough for a flat and a pot noodle basically, and so they could get on they could get on with it. And from like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll tease it now, but like from the dole came the police, Depeche Mode. UB40, which literally stood for Unemployment Benefit 40. <laughs> oh, yeah. Red, yeah. red wine. Yeah. That, those guys. And even some Stay of close like, to me. Yeah. Even before yeah. that, like, I think possibly, um, yeah, I think one of the guys from Dire Straits. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm finding more and more of these things. And um, and for those like people like before that, before like um, the Dole was like that or there was other things, there was also this. With um, uh, what's it called? uh, art art college, you know, and like so many, like, um, like Jeff Beck, um, Jimmy Page, um, um, some of the big uh, like people from Monty Python, they went to these art colleges, which basically left you alone to do your thing as long as you did your schoolwork or whatever. They Ministry of you Min had, you had lots of support funding wise. The Ministry and, of Silly Walks. I have yeah, to Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> <laughs> so many of these guys are like they formed their bands there as long as they didn't make too much money and no one you know or did it under yeah. the table everything was fine and then from there it's like you know it's like that then like Paige was like yeah I, I started making more money um at night than i did in the daytime so i just started playing back with my, my with my band and that was that was it you know mm. um so yeah it's just interesting how like yeah you give give people money and they know exactly what to do with it and then it you know and all kinds of stuff is just unleashed, you know. Um, and money, money, <laughs> money in a rich man's world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. There's almost like in every band, there's almost like some situation where somebody had like it's like one member of the band had a situation that made it so they could work on the band full time. Like even for our band, um, one of our members is um had a medical situation. And so that person couldn't work. And so that person became essentially our full-time manager. Mm. It's like, 
there it is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, you, like, you have that investment, that possibility and people are like, they want to go in the direction like they want to go. Like we had friends of the family from the States back when we were kids come to the house and then, you know, they talk to my parents and they're like, you're selling daughters, sure ain't cash potatoes. And my uh, mom like, well, what's a catch? Oh, couch potato, uh, right. Uh, and it's like, we were, you know, middle-class kids. We were, you know, we weren't worried about, you know, I better work, otherwise poverty's going to get me. It's like, yeah. I'm going to starve. Like, none of that's real. Like, that's just nonsense. Like, like yeah. people are like, you know, what, what do I want to do? I want to play guitar. Okay, I'll go do that then. You know, like, <laughs> or they, you know, like, there's all these other things that, you know, people want to be remembered for something or they want to have relationships or they want to, you know, it's like I've said, like, you know, you don't put a foundation down and then go, oh, just put a pup tent on it. I don't need a house. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's like, no, yeah. we want more. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's just not, it's, 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 and what's funny about like another blog, the subject of like lazy, it's always, it's always thrown at like, you know, um, what's that, that guy um, who writes about uh, degrowth ideas and things. But as he said, it's like the global South is called often called lazy. People with disabilities are called lazy. Low income workers are called lazy. African American and indigenous people are called lazy. Are you seeing a pattern here? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's people that can be looked down upon by these whatever. They're the ones always called lazy. It's like it's, it's just not true. There's no thing coming along that's gonna like infect you called lazy. It's just nonsense. It's like there's all kinds of reasons why a person might feel like in every case, and I've known people that people would say oh that person's lazy there's every time something else going on 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 going on under the hood it's like you know there's trauma there's um not being inspired by a thing not wanting to do a thing because it's just no it's you know like there was that experience where a kid that i worked with at tim hortons hey tim hortons yeah. um <laughs> he, like he wasn't working out with us and and finally somehow you know he ended up no longer working for the company anymore and then through the family visiting it's like uh, um it, they said something like uh it's like oh yeah well uh, so and so he's got a job now i was like how's it going and it's like oh he's the best employee the guy has ever had what mm-hmm. yeah he's he's always wanted to do that and it's like thank you <laughs> you, know? Like, you know when people are not where they want to be like um I just yeah. finally found that little quote by um, um, Wilhelm von Humboldt, who was a founder of Humboldt University Berlin. As he said, you can mechanically get any man to do anything, and they'll do it. But if you you can put them in the position, put them in the work they actually are meant to do, that's where you know, that's where they absolutely shine. You know, mm-hmm. and so giving people the ability to not just go with any port in, port in a storm is the whole thing. Here you go, Tom. What? <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a strike friend <laughs> um i i was just uh busy um <laughs> looking up looking up a poll quote uh from our our previous uh premier that we had mike harcourt remember him oh yeah oh remember- yeah and remember when he uh, he had uh, uh, a press conference in in front of a bunch of uh, cameras. It was uh, during during the uh, the dinner time news hour. He he came on and he was in front of all these cameras, and he wanted to um, just do a whole rehaul of the of the welfare system, right? 
And right. uh, so he came on with all the cameras and he said he he called people on welfare varmints and deadbeats. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and, and I mean, I remember, I remember that because I, I was, go, I was going to college at the time. Yeah. And, or it was college or university. And I remember watching the, the news hour over, um, over dinner. And I, I remember hearing him say that. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I was, and, I was working in a hotel at the time. And I remember that I was just, I literally almost lost my lunch. Literally. And, and, yeah. and the reason, the reason I'm saying that, I mean, we can say that's, that's old history. No, it's, uh, not. it's not because it's, it's we're, we're still seeing echoes of that everyone. we're yeah. still seeing echoes of that like 30 years later yep. there's still yep. echoes of that it's oh. an ideology that it infects yeah. everything there's a song it's brand new called how we see one which is basically how we see one we see all it's like it creates that becomes a foundation of our society this is the point carl whitecrest made is like we have a society based on suspicion we could base it on trust, but we base it on suspicion. And that in, that hits everyone. It doesn't just hit, you know, it hits uh, the folks, you know, people on disability, it hits people on welfare, people uh, first, but, it, 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 you know, it's like it eventually, it's really kind of touching on everyone because, well, what if, what if you, I don't, I don't know, is that guy really working enough? Or like, it's just all this stuff. It's just, it's just creates like, and, those, and, those and, and as we go towards more, you know, the, like jobs have been going a certain way, and costs have been going the other way. And so you add this on top of it, and it just creates a mess. The <laughs> people that were on, uh, on uh, that were designated as people with disabilities uh, yeah. back then when when uh, that uh, premier was in, there were used to be pensions. There used to be pensions. Yes. And then they, they turned into magic you know, pink unicorn. Poof. Yeah. Turned yeah. in yeah. and also took it away. Yeah. So abracadabra kapoof. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. pensions Fun. used to be Pensions used to be Guaranteed. a protected thing, yeah. and they they still are a protected thing, or they should be. They're they protected. They're a protected income for everybody else, except if you're on income assistance. You yeah. know, and it's just like and yeah, like around you know, the world, and it's like, like people that's why they need two separate ministries. That's why they need people. Yeah. People don't like realize that uh, you know that this is what I hate about. I mean, I I put a little poll quote, or I did a little soundbite today about. Um, you know, our uh, human rights um, tribunals. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the idea that, that, you know, you have governments and you have tribunals that mm -hmm. change the goalposts. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you, shouldn't be, you shouldn't be allowed to change the goalposts and say, well, these goalposts apply for everyone else, yeah. except if you're this, we're going to shift the goalposts over here and yeah. you deserve a pink unicorn because that's fair. That's not discriminatory. We're just changing the goalposts. We're not doing anything discriminatory. We're just moving right. the goalpost here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, what? It, it, yeah, yeah, it's like, this is what happened back. Like, it's like, where, it's you know, uh, uh, um, Margaret Thatcher said, um, the uh, the liberal equ equivalent, or um, what, what are they called? Labor. Um, uh, Tony Blair was her greatest creation. Because it's like, at that point, in Amer in England with universal credit, in Canada, with like the stuff that Jack Layton talks about in his book on homelessness, how we used to be the head, the, 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 the envy of the world for affordable housing, and then that went away, and then everything else that also happened with welfare here, and then TANF in the United States, it's a whole like ideology of neoliberalism that literally shoved all of us in that same utilitarian neoliberal direction, and that's yeah. all of it when it all changed. And this is the thing, this is the point that I've made when it comes like politics is important. I'm not saying it's not, but it's mm -hmm. like. 
where is the housing crisis happening? What's happening? Like in in, in in England for the last 10 years, you've had a conservative government. In America for the last 10 years, you've had both. And in Canada for the last 10 years, you've had a liberal government. So yeah. it's like, it's yeah. not, well, you know, it's Trudeau. I mean, I don't like Trudeau actually either. <laughs> but it's not... Yeah, it's it's as it's as silly as saying it's our mayor here. It's like well, no, I do I do wonder the whole though system that's <laughs> yeah, and I, but I do wonder though. Uh, you mentioned Jack Layton. Affect things, but yeah. you you mentioned Jack Layton, and I do wonder yes. what you know the kind of the big if you know yeah. of like if he was still around, what would be different? Because I bet you there would still be quite a bit different. Like you know, we, we've always talked about you know that people people when you when you know every, every person's a stone and they throw a stone and they create echoes right yeah. and i i believe jack layton is one of those people like yeah. even in his time that he was alive he he had like lots of good echoes you know yeah um but you wonder if he had stayed around a little bit longer like how many more echoes would he have or you know of, of throwing the stone and, and creating that you know ripple i should say not echo, yeah. but ripple yeah well, Jack yeah, wanted to, Jack Layton wanted to create a uh, uh, such a positive change for the country. He yeah. would have made a very good uh, prime minister, very oh, good God, prime yeah. minister. Uh, all, yeah. all the all levels of governments from all levels, they all they all respected him. And uh, I mean, sure, there might have been some differences here and there, which there always is. But they overall, they they respected him for everything that he wanted to accomplish. He wanted to see the the best of of everybody in the in the country. Uh, I, and I believe that was I have to find that part there, but it was something about people with disabilities too. Um, he wasn't shy. Like he wasn't shy on, on standing up for, for what he believed in. Like he believed that there was equity, like there was equity, like people needed to have the, um, the opportunity to, to blossom, to, to shine. Right. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately now we're seeing, well, with, with the current federal government, I mean, it's always excuses, right? I mean, it's all political. It's like delay, yeah. delay, because it doesn't affect their lives, the policymakers. So yeah. that does just delay the CDB for you know <laughs> one year. Oh no, it's eighteen months. No, now I hear it might be two yeah. years. The like, CDB really? and the Derb situation. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to push for Derb, and I'm going to yeah. that CDB comes out great. But it's such yeah. an example of how all this stuff yeah. is unfortunately true because it's like this should have been a slam dunk. It should have been like, yeah. oh my god, we have. It's like, it's it like I'll try not to bang on the desk, but it's like, you know, it's yeah. like disabled pe people in Canada in poverty. Fuck that. We're changing that tomorrow. It's like, yeah. why? Yeah. They, they, oh, they don't know. What do you mean they don't know? How could they not know? Like, yeah. it's nonsense. Like, it's like there yeah. is a there is a kind of a mentality and ideology. There's a system at play that is or, that's causing this. Or when, like, the, or when they say we down. or when they say we have to study it when yeah. the, <laughs> when there's already like. 30 years I, of studies. I could have grabbed one of these <laughs> once a week, <laughs> gone, to, gone to Starbucks or Tim Hortons, me and Brent could have gone or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. in one year, we could have had something that could have dwarfed yeah. that, that oh, you know, skeleton yeah. of a report or whatever yeah. skeleton of a yeah. thing yeah. they it, have. It, it didn't take a bunch of minions no. to figure it, try to work it. Oh, we still haven't done it yet. Let's kick it down the road a little yeah. more. It's like, yeah. I don't know how many times in my building, I'm like, I'm 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 close to like wanting to scream. I'm a janitor and I get this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been on for over an hour now. Did you want yeah. to start wrapping wrapping up or we? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play some music because I've got to help. Love yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, get yeah, to but, top. Yeah. We'll play a couple of tunes there and then. Uh, yeah. But uh, 
you know, just to wrap it up to people um, listening to, to today's podcast. Yeah, it's been a, it's been quite entertaining talking about um, well, I say entertaining because I find it very um, knowledgeable of what Tom has to talk about about basic income. Uh, and there's always so much more to learn. I mean, yes. and that's why Tom keeps coming back on. I mean, not just because of basic income. I mean, but also you know he plays. Us that's because, be, it's because we like him. Because we <laughs> like him. It's because you like him. And, and he plays. I, I like you guys too. And, and then like there was this 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 one's this one's for Bren. Thanks. For the times that you've given me, the memories are all in my mind. And now that we've come to the end of the rainbow, there's something I must say out loud. Come on, Brent, do it with me. Because <laughs> you want. Twice, twice, three, three times. times. <laughs> 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 I just love it because that way it froze in the video. It was like, because you're one. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> one. That was three just times. <laughs> yeah. If people don't know what if people don't know what we're talking about, go back yeah. through the history of uh, breaking with Brits. Yeah, yeah. it's the one where you're at the bus stop, I think. It's and one yes. way at the bus stop. <laughs> not just once, not just twice. Yeah, before we launch the show again, we, we were talking about bloopers. I think what right. I'll do is I'll do a little cut up before the show and I'll, I'll put I'll post it as a as a blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what's funny is, uh, you know, Google, it, it, sometimes they don't say uh, memories, right? It'll give you a little clip. And they put together this one segment. I wanted to put it on the Twitter, but I didn't dare because... Somehow, like Google likes to put tunes in there with it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they they find like a theme, and I don't know where they get this music from. But it was pretty cool, and it was one yeah. of the artists. I thought, wow, yeah, that would be awesome because it was it blended perfectly in both the bus, and it was they yeah. put one in uh, where exactly what we're talking about now, not just once, twice, three times the bus went by and the wind was blowing, <laughs> and I hear this. It was um, they had a song that they put in there it was candles in the wind. No, no, I, I, I put a, I put a song at the end of the, one of yeah. the videos. It was dust in the memory. Remember? But, but they, but yeah, but they had to yeah. <laughs> right in with it, and I was gonna put it there. And uh, last time I did it, Twitter had a freaking hissy fit. Oh yeah, they pulled it down. They're like, no, the artist didn't like. Uh, like yeah. And so yeah. I responded back to Google. I said, you guys are the ones who freaking put it in there, not my fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, go after, for that, go like, like Google. Like, uh, TikTok's okay with anything, but this one over here isn't okay with it. I've had stuff taken down from Instagram because it was like, well, that's commercialization. It's like, I I reposted it from Scott. What are you talking? Anyway, so yeah. I know, and, then, <laughs> and, and then they said, damn, it's been retweeted and liked, it's been retweeted, and liked, and there was like thousands and thousands of, <laughs> oh my gosh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, oh, good, but you know, anyway, I'll do that original now. They showed the bus see. going forward, and then they showed it going back once, twice, three times. <laughs> like, yeah, the bus like, go by a big one. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. One, two, Thank you.
request we didn't i didn't we didn't rehearse this but uh i i i heard that you were you're a fan of arlo guthrie so i would like <laughs> i would like as a song that we go out on yeah. ellis's restaurant <laughs> no. oh yeah <laughs> you oh, can geez. get anything you want at yeah. ellis's restaurant i, I like arlo. i've never actually played that song before. oh really how about yeah, uh, I don't want a pickle, yeah. I just want to ride <laughs> my motorcycle. Motor <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to die, I just want to ride my motorcycle. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. You can get, get anything you want. That was his restaurant. We'll walk right, right in the back. Just a half a mile from, from the railroad track. You can get, get anything you want. want at Alice's restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. All this has left the, the building. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Looking forward. Looking forward to the uh, the, the next uh, the next episode of uh, yes. more tunes and more entertainment and more information about basic income. Uh, yes. It's all coming your way, everyone. Uh, stay tuned uh, for Tom Foxen uh, coming on very soon again, and yes. we'll have an update on uh, coming to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah, coming soon to a, coming soon to a podcast near you on Canadians <laughs> with Disabilities and their Allies. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Tom, for uh, for dropping by today. Um, it's wonderful to have you on. Um, everyone tuning in today, 
Um, it's been a great pleasure having you listen in on today's show. I uh, hope you enjoyed, uh, as usual, always all the great guests I have on, like Tom, uh, learning more about basic income, how it's going to benefit so many people uh, in in Canada and you know around the world because you know they the actual progress is moving fast. Uh, studies, uh, they, you know, they, they've been done, like Tom said. I mean, <laughs> decades and decades ago, Tom, right? I mean, it's like it's crazy. Uh, why it's taken the politicians in Canada so long to kind of get it together. Um, because really, like, if you think about all the, I mean, maybe I'll quickly before we end the show here and then I usually end it this way, but uh, I mean, just get your take about it. I mean, we've got the EI, we've got the senior supplement, we've got um, childcare supplements, we've got, I mean, the disability, we've got income assistance, we've got all these other programs, CPP, We've got all these programs in place. Yeah. How hard would it be, really, to... Yeah, uh, I, 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 there's something I should have added, because um, on the last show, I noticed, I, I remember you guys had, had old Tom will know about the finance, financing. Well, Joseph's yeah, yeah. quite amazing at it. But another good point I just want to make in closing yeah. is um, I'm a member of Basic Income BC, and we were founded, um, co-founded with um, a lady named Susan Abels, who's yes. also, uh, she's, she was worked in government, and she also is um, one of the members of Coalition Canada, and as she said, when it comes to finance, she often kind of jokes with me. It's like, you really don't need to do all this research, Tom. You know, it's like really like a lot of the tax wonks and the people in policy and that, you know, they crunch the numbers. They do kind of Joseph's thing and they, they, you know, they do modeling and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll figure it out. Like as, as the late Senator Siegel said, this isn't rocket science. We know how to do this. Like with the GIS, we, we know how to create a basic income guarantee in Canada and it can be done and it would be more effective than what we have now. And so- yeah, it's absolutely financially as possible as anything. Yeah, and, and, and to end that segment into the, that comment about it's not rocket science, I know a good song to end the segment of, so I'm going to... Rocket man! I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to um, say that. I was just going to, you know, what I'll do is um, I will actually say thank everyone for tuning in, and uh, Tom, if you want to do a little clip. Oh, but, but just, before, just yeah. before we go to Rocket Man, I just wanted to say next week, on Tuesday, we have Mike Maurice coming to talk about the e-petitions. I think that's important because he's going to be talking about, about the e-petitions in Derp. So that'll be Tuesday. Uh, so tune in for that. And then on Thursday, we have Minnie Sinclair, and she's never been on the show before, but she's going to be talking about uh, trying to survive on ODSP and uh, the, strategies that, the strategies that she's using to uh, to survive. So we'll we'll have we'll talk about her story on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And, uh, yeah, especially the, the petitions. There's two petitions going out there right now, uh, everyone. And I really encourage you, when you see them on social media, on, on Twitter, uh, please, like, sign them. Uh, the more that we get signed, the better. Uh, it puts more pressure on the uh, on the politicians uh, from the federal government. These are federal government uh, petitions. They they are endorsed by, uh, by federal MPs. One's from uh, Benita Zarello. And the other one's from Mike Maurice. Mike Maurice is coming on on Tuesday. Uh, we're hoping to try to get Bonita Zarello. On. Actually, actually, it's confirmed that she will not be able to. It's oh, been she confirmed won't be. Our, it's confirmed okay. that she can't do it. But but uh, because Jeff did check, and uh, apparently her schedule is too tight. And I, I kind of knew it was going to be a yeah. big ask to get them both on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did try. Okay. And uh We'll get she's gonna, she's gonna try to come on i think uh maybe sometime in uh, september oh that'd be perfect but, yeah 
I, so I really encourage people to really sign those petitions. Uh, I know some people say, well, petitions, they don't do anything. If we don't try, yeah, we don't, we, you know, mm -hmm. we don't say we, we didn't try. Right. I mean, and, and these are the MPs that are actually trying to, to really put more pressure on the upper, upper above people to basically make it happen. Like DERB, like we need DERB now, not yeah. yesterday. I mean, not, not tomorrow. We need it today. We don't need it two years from now. Serb mm -hmm. didn't take that long. No. Gosh. Yeah. Right. So yeah. They can move hey, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, say thanks everyone for tuning in today, and uh, stay tuned until the next episode next Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, Monday I'm actually uh, gonna be going out to Campbell River. So oh, yeah. Pierre. Pierre, yes. <laughs> With uh, Jeff and Sonia. So. Yeah. Pierre, they're like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Not many things that you find. And I'm not mad at thinking that at all. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a fucking man. <laughs> fucking man. Jumping up, you don't have enough. <laughs> and I think it's gonna be a long, long time. For Derb. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long, long time. Derbin. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. I've never played that one before either. I'm like, I'm playing the verse. I'm like, oh, that's not that hard. Derb's going to be a long, long time. It's going to be a long, long time. Anyway, we're going to punch out. Yeah. Th 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 thanks for watching, everyone. Cheers.